Okay. This is the Average Fellas Podcast. I hope you got your coffee ready. Let's talk some business. I had a vision of success and where I wanted to be. And I had never, I had never owned my own business. I had never worked for myself. And when I was ready, I told him, you know, I'm sorry I had to leave your company, but I need to start my own, my own dream. Because it's a business. We're a business too. Right. Like, invest in yourself. You know, don't, don't just... I mean, they replaced the refrigerator with, like, one of those fancy coffee makers. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Average Fellows Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, from Chile, Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning. Oh my gosh, it's not Monday morning. It's Monday early um, evening, late afternoon, I guess, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. It's sometime around there. And, uh, yeah, we're coming to you live again, another episode here at the Average Fells Podcast. Excited to be on the web. Again, drop by our website, www.averagefells.com. You can pick up your coffee subscription there. That's the AFP Sub Club. That's a four ounce bag of specialty craft roast coffee sent directly to your door for $7.99 plus a shipping fee. And then there's also the 12 ounce bag, which is a one-time purchase for $14.99 plus a shipping fee as well. And you get that at www.averagefells.com. So thank you again for participating in the Average Fells Coffee Subscription club uh and check out the instagram uh average fells coffee on instagram and average fells podcast on instagram give us a, a like a follow a subscribe all those things it would really help us rank up in the directories and and everywhere we are so uh thank you so much already if you've already done that and uh thank you for participating with us okay i think i got through it all that was one minute and seven seconds that wasn't bad at all man that was literally hey go anywhere else there's like four or five minutes worth of ads i did that in in one minute, all right? So only value here at the Average Fells Podcast. <laughs> only value. It's Monday, and it's another episode. And I'm excited to have this episode with you. This episode kind of just kind of came together. Um, and I'm excited for it because it's going to incorporate two of uh, the coolest things I've ever wanted to talk about on my podcast. And that would be, one, my wife, obviously. <laughs> and two, Britney Spears. <laughs> Um, so speaking of, 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 of my wife, I would like to introduce my guest on today's episode, uh, the one and only Courtney. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being How here. Are, you're welcome. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> What's new? Well... We just had our first anniversary. Yes, we did. Wow. It was yesterday. Oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> it was yesterday. It was. Um, we had an opportunity to celebrate over the weekend at the historic downtown Riverside. Mission Inn. That is right. Hotel and Spa. Yeah. Yeah, I we were there for the weekend. Um. I say we chat about that real quick before we go into this Britney Spears stuff. Okay. Um, we had a chance to stay at the Mission Inn, and I know this is one thing that you wanted to do. That yeah. You've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah. Why? Why is this? Why has this been like a bucket? Because it kind of it seemed like it has been a bucket list thing for you from my perspective. I feel yeah, like a little you, bit. You've kind of wanted to do like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, like, just experiencing the mission in was something that happened, like, early on 
after moving to Riverside Mm -hmm. because at the end of my first year, my lab was hosting a panel um, for like researchers. That's just a simple way to put it. And, um, and we, so I was like a brand new grad student still, almost, and my advisor took them all to the Mission Inn for dinner for one of the nights that we were hosting them. And before then, I'd never been there, but it's just it's this like grand building. Yeah. And the entrance to it, like the lobby, is grand. Yeah. <laughs> and is. like everywhere you look, there's just grandeur there. And like, so I ate there for the first time and like the food was delicious. And it also seemed to me to be like fairly like high class. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Like high class food. Yeah. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like that's just, this place is just like, just decadent. I think there was one thing that you said that was like funny because you bring up an experience about a one time like you asked for somebody to make your steak like well done and Ugh. and like the chef from I think it was like an outback or something like that had like came out yeah. like how did it what? oh god uh, why are you asking because <laughs> this is funny that's why okay I like steak well done okay, okay. yeah so kill me I'm sorry it's just how I am it weirds me out when there's any pink at all. I can't do it. Okay. So one time I was at an Outback with my mom and maybe my sister and ordered a well-done steak. It came back, It came out not well done. I, I don't remember how pink it was, but it came out not well done. And they sent the chef out to apologize to me yeah. at our table. Wow. In his chef's jacket and everything. Oh, man. Came out to apologize, and I felt awful. Poor guy. I know. Like, I wasn't <laughs> mad. I'm just like, I don't know, throw it back on the grill. Like, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I just want to put just, this... It was horrifying. Horrifying. Just I, horrifying. I want to point this out to any manager that is managing an Outback out there. Don't ever make your chef apologize to the customer in public like that. Right. You're shaming a human in public amongst yeah, everybody it was, else in the restaurant. <laughs> it was awful. I was also like... This was when I lived in San Jose, so I was also like 18. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, was, I wasn't like even an adult, you know, yeah. that I should even this be owed. Working about, this job. Yeah, this dude with a full job as a chef had to come out to apologize to some dumb kid who doesn't like their steak even cooked right in the first place. That's probably what he was thinking. In an outback. <laughs> We're not. Outback. Oh my gosh, man. Which is barely even a real steakhouse. It's not a steakhouse. It's not a real steakhouse. <laughs> it's it's oh steak fast gosh. food. It's if you want to get a steak dinner, but it's like fast food quality. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I will say I love Bloomin' Onions, but that's a different story. I know. Don't get me wrong. But, Don't get me wrong. Outback serves. Outback serves. <laughs> it serves a purpose. You know, like if we're going out for like a like a birthday. Hey, I'd love to eat at Outback right now. I'd yeah. be happy about if it. If we're going out for like a, it's like a it's like a it's like a Wednesday night birthday dinner. Like yeah, I get it. Like yeah, let's just go to Outback. But and also, time, also, <laughs> one time my family witnessed a fight in Outback. You know what I mean? So it's like not. <laughs> A place where the chef should come out and apologize to I, any. Oh, no, I, it's always it's, al- it's always it's it's always some crazy. <laughs> it's always some crazy like you know Scott Peterson story. It was just like it was on a Thursday at five thirty-seven p.m. when Scott decided he was going to leave the parking lot of the Outback. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's always some crazy Everybody's story. always getting snatched up in the parking lot of an Outback. Gosh, <laughs> It's always some crazy story like that. Oh, anyway. Anyway, so we There's stay a the reason mission. that you brought up this that story. Well, I, I I brought it up because I wanted to I wanted to make a a point about the manager shaming this like this poor guy who had to apologize to somebody about right. the state. It really wasn't worth, it's not really worth this guy's time, right? To come out and apologize. Just redo it again until you get it right and then, you know, right. I don't really think you need to apologize, like actually come out and apologize for it. But it was funny because we were, we you were telling me the story while we were at dinner at the mission. Yeah. And all of a sudden the head, like, the head, like, concierge. Oh, God. Dude. Yeah, that's right. Well, so we, <laughs> God. Well, we were having dinner at the Mission on Saturday night, this past Saturday night. Yeah. And I wanted to go all out. And as Zach can attest, I really do love steak, but I just don't order it often when I want to at restaurants because of the Outback incident. That was so funny. So I just thought, like, it's our anniversary dinner... We're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna like order what I want, right? Yeah. I'm gonna be decadent about it at this decadent place. I'm yes. gonna order what I want. So, of course, I ordered the filet mignon. Baller. Yeah. And I said to our server, I said, I just want it well done. I mean, seriously. I really, really want it really, really well done. I Even if it's charred on the outside, that's fine. <laughs> I just I just want it well done. And the funny thing is, too, is that you told me this, and I had it in my mind that I was going to tell them, like, even if it's charred, trust me, it needs to be well done. Like, right. I knew that I was going to tell the person this. Oh, right, but I said it. Any, any, you, you, I, I mean, you, yeah, you still you ended up ordering for yourself, anyways. But it was so funny though because like <laughs> the my first thought was like make sure they get the chard, you know. And then like we had a really good waitress and like she got the chard part. Like she, yeah, she, did, she like, actually did. So so then she her response to me was, oh okay, well I can put in an option for chard, so I'll just put that. And I thought great, sounds great. If you can tell them. To cook it until the outside is burned. Wonderful. Right? <laughs> so, um, maybe some people listening already see the issue and what occurred. 
but I didn't, and obviously our server did not, nor did Zach. Yeah. Um, but when they brought the food out, of course I immediately cut my steak open because that's what I always do if I do order a steak, which is rare. Yeah. But I, the second I like put my utensils on the steak, I knew there was going to be a problem. And I cut through it, and it was like, how do you describe it? It was purple. Yeah, it was like literally just completely wrong. I, I imagine it. So the knife, like, it cut through like butter, right? It looks so delicious. To me, I was like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful oh, looking God, piece of me I've no. ever seen in my life. It cut through like butter, and then, like, she opens it up, and I just see. I just see, forgive me, I just see the blood just like, yeah, just like pull up as it's falling, it's falling off the walls of the inside of the beach. Yeah, and I can't, I can't do that. I cannot do that. Even just a little bit of pink makes me want to vomit. So like, I can't do that. And so our server came over, so I actually like said to Zach, I feel attacked by this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um so our server comes over and she reacted to my steak before I even said anything. And she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. Um I, I just said something like, Can I have this well done? <laughs> you know, I didn't yeah. I didn't I wasn't even rude. I just was like, Can I have this well done? Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I promise, I I told them, I put charred. Um, I'll go send it back. So still none of us saw the issue yet. But what had happened was that charred actually just means like sear the outside, that's it. basically. Yeah. And that's it. Um, that feels like the opposite yeah. to me. But I'm not a chef. I don't know. I'm not a culinary person. Yeah. I'm not the expert there. So I don't know. But our server also didn't know that. And you know so, who knows? You know who knows that? What? The chef at Outback. The chef at Outback <laughs> right now is like, obviously it means you just toast <laughs> Oh my God. That poor guy. Well, the chefs at the Mission Inn educated our server who then came over and explained what had happened and she said I'm so sorry and I was like no seriously I am so not even upset it is not a big deal like I never want them to think I'm upset yeah. about it like I'll take the same steak again just throw that same one back on I don't care don't make me a new one yeah. you know but they did make me a new one and so then that was rough because the second one was still pretty pink inside. Wow. Um, and then they took it back and sent the manager over. Gosh. <laughs> to apologize. And again, I was like, I am really not upset. And I also really like just, you know, I... 
No one's mad. No one is mad. It was funny <laughs> you know? though because I because it was funny because you were telling me you would literally to- just finished telling me the, the story outback story about the outback. And story. then I could tell the manager was making a beeline to us, and I just was like, oh, oh god, oh god, no, oh god, oh my god, no. And it, he did. He came right over to us to apologize for um, um for the steak. Yeah, for the steak, and so that was not. My favorite experience. Yeah. <laughs> However, when the steak came back the third, the well, when it came back the second time, but it was the third, the final time. Yeah. The final. Time. Um. They. Uh, it was perfect to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was well done and it was delicious and I ate every single last bite, which is also a rarity for me it's because true. I'm very picky with me and often have pieces that I like cut off that I don't want like little fatty pieces or something. Yeah. I ate every single bite and it was phenomenal. So That is true. That is, that I also was... got like triple mashed potatoes almost. <laughs> well, I got double mashed potatoes. I know, right? Hey, those mashed potatoes are bomb. Though. Yeah, they're really good. All right, so uh, I definitely rate the mission ten out of ten for me as far as like just what you can do there. As far like it's just a great place, and like it literally didn't feel like we were downtown. It felt mm-hmm. like we were somewhere else. It felt like I was in Vegas. Yeah, <clears throat> I felt like I was on a jungle like Disney cruise. Yeah, Vegas. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Very cool place to stay. Very beautiful. We had an amazing room. Yeah. And it had, like, I don't know what those type of windows are called, but, like, French-style, like, shutter types of windows that you can open. And so that was really cool. (laughs) And um, we had a cool view of Mount Rubidoux, and so we could lay in our bed and look towards Mount Rubidoux and see the sunset. Yeah. Um, which, again, is another cool feature was that the sun didn't rise yeah. in our face because it rose behind us, like behind, on the other side of us. So Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. The bathroom also had a window that you could open and it had a skylight. That was so, awesome. So, like, the, you know, facilities in the bathroom themselves were just... You know, whatever, normal, nothing super special, but it was cool that it had a window and a skylight. Oh, I just thought it was. I just thought it was a great stay. It was yeah, a great, it great, was. Great place to like just be downtown and like do stuff and then like phenomenal room service. Yeah. Um. Because we we ate in room the entire time. Yeah. The <laughs> I mean the people that like brought us our room service were lovely. Um. And they were, I don't know, sometimes you had a hard time getting in-room dining on the phone. Yeah. From our room. But I think I'm sure that the... there were just other guests calling and, and you're like in line. But it just rings the whole time. So it just it just seems like it would be better if they had a system for you to be, that would say like, um there are other callers in line or like something to like let you know that the phones are working (laughs) because we definitely were like uh maybe it doesn't work 
um, at first. So. Well, we're def- we're joined by the the Hoosie route right the now. Hoosie route. He decided to join us. Yeah. Join yeah, us. Buddy. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know. I for me the it was it was just, I think the location of it for me made the entire stay. And the in-room dining thing was just fun because we didn't have to go nowhere. We just ordered it to our room. And I think that's why the service for the in-room dining was a little difficult was because it's probably just, that's the only option that other people had, you know, was to get it sent to the room, probably, maybe. I don't know. But I don't know if you remember, we did an episode on episode 009 for the (laughs) listeners we did a episode on how covid killed our honeymoon plans right so a year later still didn't get to take a honeymoon we stayed in town and we rented out a room at the mission for our first anniversary yep and we pretty much i mean pretty much saved honestly like everything that we'd ever gotten for a honeymoon in the first place yeah so it kind of just yeah yeah that's a good way to think about it Mm -hmm. yeah so crazy yeah i can't believe it it was a great time i really enjoyed it there so we spent an entire first year of marriage in quarantine (laughs) yes yes we did that's awesome It is awesome. Because we've got to be together, like, every single day since our wedding. Yeah. We, I don't think we've been apart. Against our will, we've been held (laughs) together. You're sad. (laughs) That's not true. All right. He's he's here of his own free will. He is happy. I am happy. You are happy. I am so happy. (laughs) Hashtag free Britney. Speaking of. (laughs) Hashtag free Britney. Speaking of hashtag free Britney. Um, On today's episode, I mentioned Britney in the beginning here, at the beginning of the episode. Because one of the things that Courtney and I love to do is watch reality television, watch docudramas, watch crime dramas, and listen to true crime podcasts. Um, And I think it was probably three months ago, Britney Spears came on my radar as far as like the Instagram. And I remember talking to you about it a little bit. Do you remember me? Do you remember me talking to you about it for, for like a second? No. <clears throat> I pointed out how her Instagram was just really weird. Okay. I looked at. I looked at. I looked at uh, Britney Spears' Instagram. It's not that it's weird. Okay, it's not a weird Instagram. It's that it's just so normal for someone of her fame and fortune. Right. For her Instagram to look that way. Right. So that that's the only thing that, that, that came across my mind was like, wow, this is Britney Spears. What? Who has control of her Instagram account? Right. You know? <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. So I don't know if you, if you, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but that was like three months ago. I kind of like bring that up to okay. you. Okay. 
because obviously, I mean, I've been like diving into the Instagram stuff a little bit, the Instagram uh-huh. world, and trying to see how it works. Yeah. Um, so from there, um, we started seeing a lot of headlines about this new documentary that came out, and uh, it's called uh, "It's the New York Times Presents Framing Britney Spears." Mm-hmm. Okay, and we had a chance to watch this together. Yes. And it was really interesting, I thought. I thought Yeah. That, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I already knew about the Free Britney movement. movement. Yeah. Um so I didn't feel like I learned a whole lot of new information. Right. Um but it was well done. It, it seemed like it is kind of like the uh, it was the message kind of like actually rolled out into an understandable way like the story told the way that we perceived it for so long kind of like right. the idea I guess that's my thoughts on it a little bit not that I thought that but I started thinking that once I started looking at her Instagram yeah because I don't know like like for me I kind of fall into the camp of the you know like I want to believe the conspiracy theory a little bit. I want to believe that yeah. Brittany is trying to reach out to us through her Instagram. <laughs> That's the camp that I happen to fall okay, into. Okay, but is that really a conspiracy theory? I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I feel like it's just a fact. I don't. I don't know though because, like, I I think that there have been some like um like like weird communication like taking place on Instagram about the whole entire conservatorship kind of thing that's going on with her dad. Uh-huh. So, I mean, for me, I feel like sometimes some of the stuff that she posts may be a little like, you know, encoded with that kind of like, you know, message or vibe. And some of her fans do too. Like there's a lot yeah. of people out there on the internet that like, kind of start to believe that a little bit. But, I kind of want to just kind of go through go through like some of the things about Britney Spears. I know uh, I was probably I want to say like in sixth grade when Britney Spears kind of came on the radar for me. Okay. I think it was probably yeah. like around that time, maybe about, maybe like fourth 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 or sixth grade, right? Yeah, I I would say sixth grade for me. Yeah. It just like I don't know. It just seems kind of. I don't, did you, what were your thoughts though? Like when, when did the whole entire conservatorship kind of thing become like a weird dynamic? Because like growing up, I was like, yeah, like I definitely, I think the documentary kind of helped open up our eye or at least kind of show me what was actually kind of happening because I perceived it a completely different way as a kid growing up. Like pretty spheres is just living the life like, She's probably definitely done too many drugs. Who knows? You know, that was like my... Mm. But I was a kid at the time. Like, you know, so... I don't know. I didn't necessarily know. This documentary, like, when you see it again, like, I'm 30 years old. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, this makes a lot of sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you have, like, a similar kind of thought like that? Or, like... Like, while I was watching? Yeah. Well... I mean... So, like I said, I already knew about the Free Britney movement, Mm -hmm. but it did put some things into perspective for me that 
as you're talking about, I only experienced as a child and never thought back to as an adult. So, like, for example, all the controversy about Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Okay. Like, obviously, like, I, I can think back and remember all of the ways that I felt as a person just consuming all of that media, right? And, like, I certainly had opinions about Britney Spears. Sorry, Russell. Just, hi, Russell. I, like, I definitely had opinions about Britney Spears that weren't great. And opinions about Justin Timberlake that were great. You know? And so I can, I remember, like, people speculating and speculating myself on whether or not they were virgins. Right. Right? And so, like, I remember that happening, but until the documentary put it back into, like, an adult perspective, I never really thought about that side of things. I knew about the conservatorship stuff, but I didn't think about the how of, like, how she got there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because, like, it did see, like, the media, like, a week... The side of the story that we kind of all seen was just, like... Yeah. Oh, of course, this party... Party girl's gonna end up getting in trouble, obviously, kind of, like, idea. Um, but... You know, I think the documentary kind of, like, did really kind of set the record kind of straight. Kind of, like, if you look behind all the media, if you look at... And now I think we're kind of seeing that a lot about, like, a lot of these people in Hollywood, you know, like, uh, I mean, let's be, I think, I'm not saying that Justin Timberlake is innocent for what he's, for, like, what he's participated in. Yeah, he's definitely not. not, I'm not saying he's not, he's he's not, I'm not saying that he's innocent, but also (laughs) I am saying is that he, uh, that the system also, like, created a atmosphere or a community a place for him to thrive for that behavior to thrive like look at the super yeah, bowl of course like look at the super bowl like we like like the american popular like you know consumer public and media companies like allowed that to take place in the super bowl with Janet jackson and justin timberlake like yeah they 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 planned that for the viewers to see this and they they how close could they get it to actually be so shocking and have it on national television you know, and get away with it right. during the Super Bowl, right? And Justin Timberlake, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that he's innocent. I think he well, has a, he has, has a responsibility playing it, but also too, like, like the system was just so corrupt. Look at that, you know, like yeah, but it's kind of like I I agree with you that the system is set up for misogyny. Yeah, <laughs> like I obviously believe that that's true. But I think it's really important for individual men to take full responsibility for their role. Yeah, we can say, oh, the system, the system. And the problem is that the system is made up of individuals who are still playing into the system. Yeah. Right? So, um, like, As much as it pains me to say, as like an NSYNC fan and a huge Justin Timberlake fan, yeah. like my most of my life, it he was kind of allowed to 
profit off of both Britney Spears and Janet Jackson being victimized. Yeah. Like, he still got to come away with having these cool opportunities and that image. looked positive for him. Yeah, positive image still. Yeah. When both of them were, you know, dragged through the mud and shunned. Yeah. Basically. And, and like, he was the other half of both of those equations. And yet, instead of him saying, hey, maybe let's not make fun of Britney for having sex because I've had sex. Like, I'm the one she had sex with, so I've also done that. And it's not a reason to shame somebody. Like, instead of saying that, he, you know, made jokes about her. Yeah. And instead of saying to music communities, hey... Like, that wardrobe malfunction, I'm the one that freaking did it for crying out loud. Like, instead of saying that, he, you know, allowed Janet Jackson to be completely shunned, like, by the music industry. Yeah. And, like, so I think you're right. It's the system. But he definitely, as the other half of both of those scenarios should have and could have and human decency basic human decency would dictate that one would say hey i also am at fault yeah. here not just them or or i mean even at that case if you're presented with that opportunity it's like it's like the red pill the blue pill it's like here's like here's all the fame and fortune yeah at 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 whose expense you know other people's exp- right. other, other human lives and then here's no glory, no fame, no fortune. You know, like that's what the that's like what... you're you're allowing someone to take a hundred percent of the blame. Yeah. Um, for something that they shouldn't even that no, there should be zero blame. But they're but you're allowing someone to take all of the blame from the public just so that you can still have this squeaky clean appearance, and. And the benefits of like what that what that did for those yeah. students' career, right? Like, and I, and like that's really sad. It it is. And I also I thought it was crazy though because like we also we watched the SNL skit. You know, do you? And we watched the SNL skit this morning. Actually, oh oh uh, oh oh, the, uh, the Britney oh. SNL skit this morning. They uh, oh yeah. What? Well, how did it go? What was the beginning of it? it uh, uh, oops, you did it again, or oops, it happened again, or something. Something like that. Something yeah. Like that. Okay. And there was a low blow about the whole entire Justin Timberlake twenty years later, like late apology. <laughs> yeah. You know, but at the same time, like, I think SNL needs to like kind of check themselves a little bit because how. How often has Justin Timberlake been an amazing star on SNL? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, that's true. And I don't <sighs> But it was a really yeah, good it was but... a really good skit though. The Britney skit was still good though. <laughs> yeah. Well I I don't know. I just think he doesn't see his apology didn't do much for me mm-hmm. when I read it. I just kind of thought, okay, like, 
I you think said the bare minimum, knows. but I... like, but like, if you want to make things right, you are a straight white rich man. Like, you can make things right by doing actions, right? Like, you've you've let yourself profit off of these two women for so long that like just saying you're sorry isn't really enough Mm -hmm. and like I just feel like if he really was sorry he would do something about it do something more than that that. donate to um, a charity for abused women pay for Britney's lawyers pay for Britney's <laughs> legal fees hello pay her pay her all the money you owe her for how much you profited off you of have, her you know how, but the in the document this is the one thing that trips me out though right Britney Spears is a industry in herself yeah like her 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 perfumes her clothing line just her content yeah. her mu- the music that she's like they she literally was crafted by like media mogul giants to like fit a bill well i think i mean i'm not going to say that's completely incorrect but i think that the framing britney documentary made it pretty clear that she actually had um she maintained a lot of her own creative license over yeah. her image and the things she wanted to sing and how she wanted to dance and what she wanted to wear and the shows she wanted to do. Like, so I think early on before all of the conservatorship stuff, I think she was what she wanted to be. Right. Exactly. And then it was kind of like once she had the whole entire, like, you know, I've had it up to here with everybody else is like, you know, whatever was going on, yeah. there was a, you know, we have the whole entire shaving the head moment kind of thing happening right. in her career. So when she had that whole entire, like, I think that's Britney's come to Jesus moment right there with everybody where she's like, I don't care what anybody thinks, you know? And like, she came to terms with that. Yeah. Finally, you know, and whatever, like she, she had to do that. She had to do that kind of thing. And you know? I, well, I would just like to say that the most relatable Britney is the one with the umbrella attacking like the car at the paparazzi. Yeah. Like whenever I see those pictures, I think, mm, I get it. I know how you feel. Because yeah. <laughs> I think all of us feel like we wish there are people that we could attack. Sorry, there are people that we wish we could attack. Exactly. You know? Yeah. There's such deep frustration that like that's what happened. It's kind of like, and it's so, like I, like I understand. And it's, it's, I kind of feel like after watching the documentary, I'm like, wow, like she kind of like did have to deal with it that way. You know, like what else could she do except shave her head? You know what I'm saying? Like what else? Yeah. At that point, like what the heck? So, but the thing is (laughs) like the machine was like, we need to keep, we need to keep, we need to keep this thing alive. So even if she, even if she doesn't like enjoy where she's at in her career right now because of everybody else, we need to keep her like kind of like in this sort of machine you know right kind of like that's that's kind of what i kind of got from the documentary a little bit 
you know, as far as like the conservatorship kind of thing going on and like what's going on with her in Vegas, like yeah, that kind of stuff, which I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. Like that's the easiest way to set up a, you know, a cash cow kind of thing. Like let's just set it all up in Vegas and we'll open the doors here kind of thing. And this will be our base and we'll turn the dollars around. And right. I don't know. It just seems like they, it seemed like they had their pieces all figured out in the documentary like it kind of gets into that and i thought that was kind of weird yeah and that's what i thought that's why i was like kind of questioning the instagram you know like i sent yeah. you i sent you the pictures on it and like did you you looked through it it doesn't look like a normal per- like it doesn't look i would imagine somebody of britney spears fame and fortune to have to have more of like a I just I think a whole little bit more like control of like what's happening here you know like I'm sure this is 100% Britney Spears doing whatever Britney Spears is doing but I don't know it just seemed a little different yeah I mean I guess I wouldn't know because I'm really not on Instagram much mm-hmm and when I am, I don't really follow celebrities. So I guess I don't know. But in scrolling through her Instagram, it just doesn't, like, really look, like, vastly different from things I might post on my own. Yeah. You know? Like, just selfies, like, quotes kind of stuff like a typical Instagram user right yeah and that's kind of like what's taken the world by storm I think by looking at it like what yeah is she normal what yeah (laughs) I don't know it just it's weird yeah no I get it like just a cute little like bathtub and like I don't know. In my world, everyone eats rainbows and and poops butterflies. <laughs> like that's that's a quote that's on here. Yeah. Like just typical. Like okay, here's one. Taking naps sounds so childish. I prefer to call them horizontal life pauses. You know, that's just like a funny yeah. like thing that a normal person would post and be like, yes, hashtag wine mom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like something like that. Like a super cool like makeup picture. Like, I don't know. It just seems very normal. Very normal, right? Mm-hmm. Little, little different. It's a little different from I don't know. I just, I, th- I think the entire like, the just the entire like podcasting po- podcasting community and the hashtag Free Britney, this like documentary, um, and the whole entire like true crime kind of thing have turned into like a, um, like a, 
just like a want to solve a crime kind of community. I don't know if you if you've seen if you've seen or heard of those kind of groups. Yeah. Like people, yeah. You know, like and so, of course I have. Yes, of course. You <laughs> of have. course I've heard of those kind of groups. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I thought it would be interesting to talk to you about it because I wanted to see what your thoughts may have been uh, on the Instagram because like that's what I meant by like the conspiracy. Like I kind of like fall into the uh, into the podcasting true crime conspiracy tribe that you know wants wants to believe that we are being you know sent encoded messages through Britney's Instagram tweet. Right. <laughs> hey, I I don't think we're not, you know. Yeah. Whether it's like something that's like super encoded, I don't know. But I I definitely think she is using it as a way to communicate with people. Yeah. Right? Like, on a very basic level. Like, I don't know that there's, like, all these hidden, like, Da Vinci Code kind of, like, messages. Because that's what we were all hoping, is that Brittany was giving us Da Vinci Code messages through Instagram. (laughs) I mean, that I don't know. But... I, oh, I, I mean, I think it's clear that she's using it to communicate. Yeah. And she can't legally be like, I'm in a conservatorship, help me. Right? But she can post pictures of her day-to-day life. She can post videos of her dancing and trying on clothes and, and like, you know, normal quotes. And things like that, which if you legally couldn't talk about your conservatorship, but you wanted to be able to communicate with the world, what else would you do? That's true. Right? You would post pictures of your day-to-day life, remind people that you're there. Yeah. And, you know, post quotes about stuff. Yo, that is so true. That is so true. I think you're right. No, yeah. just remember that. I think you're right. Because that's a phrase you'll need to <laughs> hang on to. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <clears throat> Anyways, well, I thought we'll just uh, we'll end this one on a... Uh, we'll end this podcast on a, on, a, on a simple question. What is your favorite Britney Spears song? Oh, man. That's a hard question. I mean, I think I'm going to go with Oops, I Did It Again. Ooh. Yeah, that's probably a class. That's, that's probably Oops, the... I did it again to your heart. Yeah, that's probably my favorite too. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. And you like... Toxic. Toxic, Yeah. Um, also crazy. Yeah. Cause the second you hear the opening to crazy, you're like, oh snap, it's Britney. Yeah. Like, it's just such an iconic, like, yeah. first handful of notes to a song that you immediately know that Britney is playing. So I don't know, but I think I'd say, oops, I did it again. Me too. Oops, I did it again. Yeah. That's it, man. 
Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here at the Average Sales Podcast today. <laughs> that was a fun little episode there. Yeah. Take a Pound take it. Take a <laughs> take a break from all the serious things in life. Yeah. And have a chat. Mm-hmm. With my wife. <laughs> Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag all, free Britney. And that I don't say that disingenuously I mean it hashtag no. free Britney and that's kind of why I wanted to do the podcast because I know yeah. that I'm going to post hashtag free Britney on this episode free Britney and it's let gonna, her free it's she is there. grown <laughs> let her live her life I know she made all that and, money and where she's about to be freed I'm I'm telling it Yo, now give it's her, coming. her money it's coming for her freedom give is coming give Britney her money freedom is coming and then we're gonna see a Britney comeback like we never thought Yo. we would ever see and I'm here for it snap on that one yes we are here for you Britney we're here for you queen give Britney back her money <laughs> I just really want to want. I just really wanted to get her because like she she earned it. She's like the rock star. Like she literally is the rock star and the brand. And like people got their finger in the pot trying to take yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like, yep. I'm ready for it. I and I believe what you said though. Like if she like is like let loose after that and she's like, we don't know what's next. Ooh, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, you know, what I would like to see. I would like to see like a power team up of like all the pop stars of like yes. I'm except talking, not Justin Timberlake not no I'm he doesn't about, like, get no. to anymore yeah exactly no he could do his own thing but he doesn't like get I want to start seeing like more like more like duo trio team ups like the Avengers but Britney with pop stars and Christina yeah something like that like a trio though Britney Christina and Yes. <laughs> I don't know if Beyonce Britney and it. Beyonce. <laughs> I think some Avenger, some some type of Avenger type of like team ups with the pop stars would be cool. <laughs> also, what I've been waiting for is a Celine Dion slash uh, "You Raise Me Up." What's his name? Josh Groban. Oh. I'm waiting for that Celine Dion Josh Groban mix to come out. <laughs> Does that not exist already? Because it should. <laughs> if it doesn't, someone has is seriously not doing I their know, job. Right? For real. <laughs> anyway, so that's gonna that's gonna do it for us here. Any last words before we sign off today? Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. That's the that's the message here. That's and also, uh, congratulations to us. <laughs> One year in the books. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Also, buy coffee. Oh, also, exactly. Drop by the <laughs> website www.avichels.com and pick up your coffee today. A four ounce bag of special time. coffee is waiting for you. Exactly. Later.
The baby is on the, the podcast. podcast too. Oh, huh, Baba. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, he wants to. He's dad. gonna be on the podcast. Oh, he'll be the podcast. Oh, oh my god, I love it when you do that. Every it's so cute. Yeah, so I want to, Dad. I want to. Yeah, we know. <laughs> my baby wants to be heard, and he doesn't want to say, just like his dad. <laughs> uh, what? 